Welcome to Pure Heart Church Podcast, Becoming Like Jesus. You're about to hear another inspirational message, and our prayer is that you are encouraged and one step closer to becoming like Jesus for the sake of others. Are you having a hard time? Are you experiencing pain? Or maybe you're feeling anxious or depressed or, or sad or frustrated. But maybe underneath all of that is just this emotion that you can't get away from of pain. Maybe you've just come out of a season of pain and you have the battle scars to prove it. Or maybe you're about to enter into a season of pain. Well, wherever you're at, today's message is for you. Today we're going to talk about pain. We're going to talk about three things. First, we're going to talk about that just because pain feels bad doesn't mean that it is bad. And second, we're going to talk about some of the healthy things that we can do and maybe some of the things that we shouldn't do when we experience pain. Not if we experience pain, but when we experience pain. And the number three, and this question is maybe the hardest of all, but I think it's the most important. Where is God when I feel pain? I remember when I was a kid, uh, my dad played guitar and I loved watching him play guitar. He was so good and he was just, he was just all over it. He was, he was so good at guitar. And I was like, I want to learn how to play guitar. So my dad, he buys me this guitar and he sits me down and, and he starts to teach me how to play guitar. And it was miserable. And so I, I don't know if you've played guitar before, but you, you're, your one hand is over here doing the strumming or finger picking or whatever. And the other hand is pushing down on the strings. And for a little kid, so my, my soft fingertips are trying to push really, you have to push really hard down on the guitar and they are pushing into these, what felt like these steel razor blades of strings to push hard enough and it hurt so much, so much pain and I quit because the pain of trying to learn guitar was greater than my desire to learn how to play guitar. Uh, or I was, I was playing baseball when I was a kid and I got hit with the ball quite a few times actually. And I got hit with the ball so hard once in the arm that it left the indent, it left the imprint of the baseball seam on my arm. And well, what does your coach tell you to do? Suck it up, play through the pain, shake it off, rub some dirt on it. There's no crying in baseball. That last one is honestly not great advice. Don't tell a kid to, to stop crying. It's not really great for their emotional development. But the, the, the point is still the same, that to move through something, we have to experience the pain and then see the fruit on the other side. Well, today I'm not really talking about physical pain. I'm talking about emotional pain, mental pain, the pain of maybe we've lost someone in our lives or uh, someone has abandoned us. Or maybe it's just that your hopes and dreams and expectations didn't quite pan out the way that you were hoping them to. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So first, just because it feels bad doesn't mean that it is bad. Let's take a look at James chapter 1, verse 2. And James writes, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. And, and you're like, James, that's pretty sadistic, man. Like, that's, that's messed up. I'm, I'm experiencing pain, I'm experiencing these trials, and it, and it hurts, and you're telling me to consider it joy. And yeah, I get it that because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, that's really good, and, I, and I'll still move through my pain, but you're telling me to experience it as pure joy? James, what's that about? 
Or in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, uh, he writes, For the joy set before him, he endured, Jesus endured the cross. So Jesus is looking towards the cross. He's looking at what he gets to do for humanity, and he's experiencing joy? I don't imagine Jesus sitting around with his disciples just being like, I'm, you guys, I am just pumped up about this. I am fired up to go to the cross to get like the nails right. It's going to be so amazing. I am I'm just overjoyed. And I wonder if what these writers mean by joy um, is a little bit different. It's a little bit more deep. And I think it's possible to experience pain and joy in the same moments. I think it's possible to experience hurt and loss and grief and peace and contentment at the same time. God can use pain. And there are things in life that feel bad, but that are actually really good for us, like kale or jogging. And then there's things that feel really good, but they're actually not that good for us. See, pain is not good or bad. It doesn't have moral value. It's amoral. It's, it's an emotion. It's an emotional response. Just like anger or sadness or happiness, it's, it's an emotion. Those aren't good or bad. They just are. But it's what we do with that emotion, what we do with our anger or what we do with our pain or joy or happiness, what we do next that can either be helpful to ourselves and others or harmful to ourselves and others. So now we're going to look at two passages, two passages of Scripture today. And both of these passages, they are some of my favorite passages of Scripture. The first one is the shortest verse in the Bible, but I think it's one of the most profound. And then the second passage we're going to look at, look at is one of the most quoted out of context verses of the Bible. But I believe that when we can see the full context of what's happening in this passage, uh, it's even better. It's even more meaningful to us today. So just because pain feels bad doesn't mean that it is bad. So what do we do when we feel pain? Not if we feel pain, but when we feel pain. Let's talk about the story of Lazarus in John chapter 11. So John chapter 11, Jesus has this really good friend. His name is Lazarus. And he's actually friends with the whole family. And he's, he's a couple towns away and somebody comes and tells him, your friend Lazarus is, is sick. Like he's really sick. He's, he's probably going to die. And they tell Jesus this, not so he, that can, so he can go say goodbye, but so that he can go heal him because they've seen Jesus do great miracles. But instead of Jesus rushing to Lazarus' side and doing the miracle, instead Jesus just waits for a few days. You ever feel like God's just kind of sitting and just waiting, and you're just like, I thought you were gonna, I thought you were gonna do something here, God. Now, I'm gonna fast forward to the end of the story. So the end of the story is that Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. It's an amazing miracle. Go read John chapter 11. But that's not the craziest part of this story. That's not what I wanna talk about. And so Jesus goes to where Lazarus is. He, after waiting a few days, he goes to where Lazarus has died. And he, and he meets with uh, Lazarus' sisters, Mary and Martha. And both of his sisters come out in different times, but they both ask him the exact same question. In John eleven thirty two, when Mary reached the place where Jesus, where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. 
Jesus, if you were here, none of this would have happened. Jesus, if you showed up in my life, if you did what you said you were going to do, if, if, you, if you were here, I wouldn't be experiencing this pain. That's really what she's saying. And that's really what all of us are saying. That Jesus, I, I'm feeling this pain right now, but if, but if you were here, if you just didn't sit for a few days and wait, if you were here in this moment, because I, I, I know you love me, that's what I keep hearing, and I know that you are good, but if you were here, he wouldn't have died and I wouldn't be experiencing this pain right now. I wouldn't be experiencing loss or this anger or this frustration or this anxiety or this depression. I wouldn't be experiencing this right now. I wouldn't be feeling pain. And so we try to avoid pain. There's entire businesses and industries dedicated to helping us avoid pain, dedicated to helping us numb out on pain. Because so much of our life, we try to avoid pain as much as possible, but, but that's impossible. So when, when the wave of pain hits, well, we've been trained to avoid pain for so long, now all we can think about is how to numb it how to medicate it. And we do, we do so many things. We're, we are very creative at numbing out of pain. I mean, yeah, there's, there, there's drinking and there's substances or, or, or there's pornography, which, which gives the, the idea of intimacy without actual intimacy. But there's also uh, social media or there's, there's um, Netflix or work. You could pour yourself into work. My favorite though, is trying to numb out by overcoming your pain with optimism. We're really good at this. I, I don't want to feel pain, so I'm just going to pour on good things and good feelings. And if I can overcome my pain with joy, then the pain no longer exists. But as we, as we already saw, it is possible and actually really healthy for us to be able to experience pain and joy and peace in the same moment. You see, pain hits us like a wave. And then it passes. So you and I, you are here now. You're here now. And this is where Jesus desires to meet you, in the pain that you are experiencing here and now, which means that you can't live in the past and you can't live in the future. And so what, what we tend to do is we tend to overfocus on the pain of the past and relive it as though we're experiencing it right here and right now, or we're focusing so much on the potential pain of the future that we're actually living that pain right here and right now. But Jesus wants us to be here now. This is where he wants to meet us, not in the, the depression of the past or the anxiety of the future, but here now. Let me give you an example of what this looks like. So when I was a senior in high school, I, I played baseball and I was one of the captains on the baseball team. And we had this, uh, this pep rally, this assembly, where we got the whole school together and it was my job to take the microphone and announce our baseball team and, and all the names of the guys on the team. These are guys that I've known, with, known a long time. I've played with them for a long time. And so I start to announce everyone. I start to give their names. And then all of a sudden I realize the entire school is here and I get crazy stage fright and my mind just blanks and I start to forget their names. The guys that I've played with for years and that's really embarrassing but that's not the end of it. So I forget their names and then I start to make them up. I start to make up these guys' names. I'm just giving them nicknames right on the spot and then I just put the microphone down and then I just walk away. 
awful, like super embarrassing, but also not like life altering. So I don't know if you do this, but I do this. Laying in bed, 11 o'clock at night, I should be going to sleep. And then my brain's like, you know what would be fun? If we went through all of your teenage uh, embarrassing moments and just played like a reel of them, of just over and over again, and we could relive those moments as if they're happening right now. Wouldn't that be fun? And so I keep reliving this moment over and over again and this pain of this, of this previous moment. And I'm like, that was awful. That was stupid. That was embarrassing. And then the enemy starts whispering lies into my ear that I, I hold on to because they feel true. I am stupid. I am worthless. I should never hold a microphone again. I should never do public speaking. I am awful. Who let me do that? That I, I am terrible. And so I'm taking this painful moment of the past, which was painful, and then I'm reliving it in the present over and over again, and I'm just pouring gasoline on it, and all I can feel is pain, even though the pain isn't happening right now, the, the, the event isn't happening right now, but I'm reliving this pain over and over again. And what Jesus wants for us is for us to be here now, not, not then and there, but here and now. He wants to meet with us here and now. So what do we do when pain comes? Not if pain comes, but when pain comes. So going back to the story of Jesus and Lazarus. So he, Jesus is at the tomb and he sees the family there and they're, and they're weeping and they're mourning and they're sad and Mary and Martha are like, if you were here, my brother wouldn't have died. And Jesus knows Jesus knows what's about to happen. He knows what he's going to do. He knows the miracle is minutes away. And he could just go right there. And here it is. Here's the most profound verse in this entire chapter. The, for me, one of the most profound verses in all of Scripture. John 11.35 Jesus wept. Jesus wept. If there was anybody in human history who had the ability and the opportunity to avoid pain, it was Jesus. See, Jesus walked into that moment. He saw the wave of pain approaching and he could have easily just sidestepped it and let it pass and then stepped into the miracle and enjoyed the celebration and the victory and that moment of joy. And instead, he stands there, he sees the wave of pain approaching and he allows himself to feel it. He allows himself to feel pain. Because I think what Jesus knows is just because it feels bad doesn't mean that it is bad. Jesus allowed himself to be pain because he is also fully human. Which lets me know that Jesus is right here with me in my pain. Jesus let himself feel. And so we experiencing, we're experiencing these waves of pain. Um, and what Jesus did is he experienced the wave of pain. He let himself feel, and then he let the pain pass. He didn't stay in the pain, and he didn't revisit the pain, but he let the pain pass because he was here now. And the only way for us to experience pain in, in a healthy way is when we're experiencing pain, the only way is through. Here's how. Here's how because you can't do it alone. 
So now on to the third question. And this is the hardest question and maybe the most painful question for you. It, it has been for me at times. As I'm experiencing pain, where is God? Where is God when I'm in pain? So I want to jump to the book of Philippians. So Paul is writing this letter and he's writing it from a prison cell. Paul, the missionary, the, the apostle, he's planted so many churches. He's so well known throughout this area. And he's doing, done so many good things for God, so many amazing things for the kingdom. And it's landed him in prison. And so he writes these books, the prison epistles, from a prison cell. And he's alone. He's experiencing pain. He, he writes about how people have left him, how people have abandoned him, how he's hurt, uh, how he's angry about this. At one point, he even writes that he longs for death. And so Paul is sitting in his prison cell experiencing incredible pain. But he writes this. Philippians 4.13, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. It's one of the most quoted verses of scripture. We see it on bumper stickers. Uh, I had it at our, at our sports uh, locker room. We had it above the door. So every time we would go out to the game, we would slap the top of the door because if I slapped, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, then I'm probably going to hit more home runs, right? And that's what I would do. I would stand in the batter's box when I'm about to hit and I would be like, I would whisper that verse to myself. I can do all things through him who gives me strength, even win this game by hitting a home run. Jesus, you and me, we can do this. That's not what the verse is about. It's actually so much better than that. So we back up one verse, and here's what, here's what Paul says right before that. Remember, Paul is in prison, and he's, he's lonely, he's hurting, he's in pain, he's angry at those who have left him, he, he longs for death at some points, and here's what he says. In Philippians 4.12, I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to be at the loneliest, worst moment of my life. And I know what it is to have plenty. I know what it is to live the good life. And I've learned the secret. Lean in because it's a secret. Not many people know this. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Whether I'm well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I have learned the secret of being content. Paul, who's in prison experiencing incredible pain, is also experiencing contentment and peace. He's experiencing anger and frustration and bitterness and joy. And you're like, Paul, what is this secret? How'd you, how did you do this? He says, well, I, I can do all things through him who gives me strength, even the hardest of things, by living in a painful circumstance and knowing that I'm not alone, knowing that Jesus is right here with me, and knowing that Jesus is the one who gets me through this, and I'm going to be better on the other side. He found peace and contentment at his lowest moment. And he's still experiencing pain. He's still, because he's human. He's not just in his prison, prison cell just dancing and singing praises. He's got a smile on his face like, I know my miracle's coming. He's not doing that. No, this is hard. And Paul lets it be hard. This is painful, so Paul lets the wave of pain come, but he also knows Jesus is right there with him, giving him strength. He knows he was never alone. And as you're experiencing pain, maybe right now, here, now, Jesus is with you, and he's giving you strength. And if you talk to anyone, 
if you talk to anyone who you know enough about their story that they've experienced pain, in, intense pain that should have knocked them down and kept them down, but you, you see there, you see them, you see their life, you see the fruit of their life, and you're like, there's something different about, there's something stronger about you. You have, you have a hope and a joy that, that I just don't understand based upon what I know about your story. Tell me your secret, and I think they'll tell you two things. First, I learned how to feel. I learned how to let the wave of pain come and let it pass. And second, I knew that I wasn't alone. I knew I was never alone. I used to go to the beach when I was a kid. Um, every summer we would go to the beach. We're in Arizona and uh, we have lots of beach but no ocean. So I would go to California right next door and we would, I, I love the sound of the waves, waves and the, it's, it's a place of peace and joy for me. And so lately when I've been experiencing pain, uh, the Lord has given me this image of me at the beach, hearing the sound of the waves. And as I'm experiencing pain, uh, the waves aren't calming, the, the waves symbolize pain. So I'm standing waist deep in the ocean and the waves of pain, they keep hitting me. And I try to run from it and I try to fight for it, fight, fight it and, I, and I can't escape it. And every once in a while, a wave will knock me down and I'll, and I'll tumble and I'll go underwater and I'll be disoriented and I'll feel like I'm drowning. And when you feel like you're drowning, it feels like you're never going to stop feeling like you're drowning. But the Lord has given me this image as I, as I stand in this waist-deep water and the waves of pain, they keep coming, that Jesus is right there next to me. And, 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 he's, and he's facing me. And, and so what Jesus does is, is he, he's facing me. And so I, instead of looking at the waves of pain now, now I turn and I face Jesus. And I'm, and I'm looking at Jesus now. And what he does is... He doesn't protect me from the waves of pain because I really wish that he would. I kept praying that Jesus, well, if you're here and, and, and you're God, you could clearly like make a, like a shield barrier or something or like a super wetsuit or something that I wouldn't have to experience this wave of pain, but he doesn't do that. Instead, he just looks at me and he doesn't even have to say words and he places his hands, places his hands on my shoulders, firm, but, but soft, like a perfect father. And his eyes just seem to communicate to me. I'm here. You're not alone. We're going to get through this together. Because he's feeling now the waves of pain with me. And so he stands there with me and the waves come, but they don't knock me down. Because I'm, I'm there with my Jesus. And I know that I'm not alone. You are here now. And you might be experiencing the deepest pain of your life. And you're not alone. Jesus is with you here and now. And you have people in your life who love you. And if you can't think of anybody right now, I want to tell you I love you. And if you can't think of anybody right now, would you reach out to me? This right here is my personal email. It goes right to me. I'll answer this email within 24 hours and I would love just the chance, the opportunity to connect with you, to encourage you, to pray over you, to give you words of hope, just, just enough to tell you you're not alone. You are loved and you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Jesus is with you right here 
and right now. And maybe you're listening today and you, in this entire message, you've been just nudged in your spirit. And maybe today is the day that you make that first time decision to just give Jesus your life. You've been rolling around in the waves. You've been trying to handle pain on your own and you just know over and over again, this isn't working. I need a new way. I need a savior. And Jesus is right there. And so if that's something you want to do today, would you let us know? We want to walk with you. Click the button, uh, put in the comments that, that you want to make that decision today. We want to walk with you because nobody walks alone. We wanna make sure that you don't walk alone. And if that was you, we're gonna pray a prayer in just, in just a second. But right after I close, we're gonna sing a couple worship songs. And I want you to take this opportunity what pain, ask yourself this question, what pain do you want to give to Jesus today? Not so, he the, not so he can take it away, but so that he can stand with you in the midst of your pain, in the midst of you feeling the pain and then letting the pain walk, wash away and then moving forward. Father God, I know this is hard to say, God, but I... I'm grateful for the gift of pain. And I'm grateful that your son Jesus stepped into time, stepped into my shoes, stepped into humanity and chose to experience pain on all its levels. Because we know that just because it feels bad doesn't mean that it actually is bad. God, and, so, and, and for many of us, God, we, we're making that first time decision to follow you today. So God, would you forgive us of the ways that we've gone and done our own thing, tried to handle this pain, tried to handle this life on our own, and would you forgive us? And we know that you do, and so we receive your grace. God, would you give us the courage and the strength to walk forward, being content in each and every circumstance? God, we're so excited to follow you and to be part of what you're doing in a lost and broken world. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Love you, family.